everybody. The petition of the Lord's Prayer we're going to be covering in our devotion today is Your Kingdom Come. And that struggle, who's in control, whose kingdom is winning the day, really is a struggle that goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. When God told Adam and Eve, I want you to eat from any tree in the garden except for that one in the middle, and Adam and Eve decided, no, my kingdom come, not yours, God. I am in control, not you. Really, any sin can go back to this struggle. Who's in control? Whose kingdom is winning the day? Because whether we want to have sex outside of marriage, or we want to be greedy with our money, or we want to dishonor the authority, or we want to not care about God's word, misuse his name, because my name is more important than God's, any sin really can come back to this question. Who's in control? Is it going to be my personal me first kingdom? Or is it going to be Jesus and his God first kingdom? We want to have Jesus' kingdom coming because when it doesn't, terrible results ensue. Let me read a verse to you from Colossians chapter 1 that will let you know what, what this is all about. We give joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. You see, when your me-first, selfish, sinful kingdom is ruling, you maybe don't understand at first glance just how terrible of a spot that is. It's the dominion of darkness. Satan loves tempting you to avoid God's word and, and do whatever you want. And he leads you to think that you're capable of thriving in that path. But it is the dominion of darkness. Why do we want Jesus' kingdom to come to our hearts? Because he has rescued us from that dominion of darkness. He has given us a share in the holy heavenly kingdom of the one he provided for us. Jesus could not rest until he decided at the end of his life to pay for all the sin of the world, to rise in victory without it, and then to triumphantly ascend back into heaven to assure us that his kingdom now is our kingdom. And he rules in heaven for sure, but more potently, he rules in your heart through the word and promises of God. That's really what we're praying when we pray, your kingdom come. Jesus, you rule in my heart. You be in control of my heart. You be in control of my life. Not me. I'll drive it, the, the life I have off the wheels. I would be a train wreck. It would go off the rails. Jesus, you rule, which he gladly does through his word and promises. He does that so that we can keep thriving in our faith and growing and growing in the peace and contentment and forgiveness and self-control that he has won for us and that he gives to us that we can thrive in that kind of life. Not only that, when we pray, your kingdom come, we're not only praying, Jesus, you come into my heart, 
eject that dominion of darkness and install instead the kingdom of light, your kingdom. We're praying for everybody else too. Your kingdom come isn't just for you, it's also for all people. What a magnificent, huge prayer. Jesus, you come and rule in the hearts of everybody so that they can have the comfort waiting for them, so that they can know there is a leader, a God who is so powerful and so loving, they, they can know that God thinks they were worth dying for. You see, it's okay giving up your personal kingdom, isn't it, when you know you have a leader who is powerful, loving, wise, and always looking out for you. Jesus is that leader. Jesus is that ruler. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your kingdom come. Lead me to let go of my own personal control that I crave sinfully. And instead, you rule in my heart. Because that's when I'm happiest. That's when I'm thriving. And that's when I am poised to be a tremendous blessing for all people around me.